Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Talking About Walkers, The Walking Dead uh, podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I am here with my one and only co-host, Jen from Hawaii. How are you doing, Jen? I'm I'm good. I, I love the way you say all the way from Hawaii. It makes me sound so exotic. You are. You're, like, <laughs> you're one of the most exotic people I know. Come on now. I, I, you knew I, I love it. I love it. I, I'm, I'm just going to take the compliment. All right. I lo- See, I love it when you just take the compliment. <laughs> um, now, we used to do this show uh, following every episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, we really haven't done it this year. But I thought, you know what, since uh, we're coming to a close to this uh, season eight, I figured, you know, why not get with Jen and chop it up about... Uh, this last episode and a little bit about the season as well. So uh, yeah, we're we're yeah. getting to the end, aren't we? Yeah, it we're, is. Just about we're there. we're not just getting to the end of kind of all out war. We're actually getting to the end of uh, of two seasons of sort of this episodic piece, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I remember when everybody was so excited. You know, for the return of, or not the return, the uh, the inclusion of Negan into the storyline, and now, <laughs> you know, he's here, and people, you know, they have their mixed feelings about it. I think overall, you know, as I've said before, I think uh, they have the right person playing him, and at times I love his character, and other times it's, you know, it's hit and miss with for me. You know, uh, about his character, but never the performance. The performance is always awesome, you know? Yeah, I I, I don't think, well, I don't think if anything, I shouldn't say if anything, I don't think what ails The Walking Dead has anything to do with who they chose to play Negan. Negan's, yeah, Jeffrey Dean is perfect. He, He fits that role perfectly. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, about this past episode, uh, episode 15 of season eight, and it's called Worth. Uh, so much has happened in this particular episode. Um, I think a good place to start because, you know, we'll get to the, the real meat of it. Um, let's talk about Eugene. I want to start off with Eugene. Uh, I, I think we finally got to a point where there's a huge shift with Eugene. Now, now he's had some shifts. And, you know, where we we questioned his loyalty at times. And sometimes we thought that he was on the side of our, you know, our uh, uh, Rick's crew. Sometimes we thought he was on the side of Negan. But I would like to say that this is he's firmly in Camp Negan. And now what do you think? Well, do you want to know why I think that he's firmly in Camp Negan? Why is that? Because up to this point, and of course, we didn't see what happened with Eugene before that. Exactly. I mean, we heard, right? Mm -hmm. But up to the point that we know Eugene, we know that his best times were when he felt like he was important. He was saved. He was taken care of. He was praised for being some brilliant mind when he obviously wasn't. And now he has the opportunity with Negan to be right back in that spot 
but he he can actually do something. And, you know, he's it's not just that Eugene is narcissistic, because I think that that sort of basically gives narcissism a bad name. It's <laughs> not about him being narcissistic. It's about Eugene needing to validate that he plays some role in the world. And he finally has that by being the bullet maker, by being in charge of other people. For somebody who feels so small all the time to suddenly feel so big, that has got to be a powerful driving factor. I, I really gave that a lot of thought when, when he escaped and made his way back. It really felt to me like, oh, yep, I see it. Eugene is empowered as a person right now. And and that's why his colors came out so strongly. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, like him or dislike him. He definitely has found ways to make himself uh, a, a true member of the group. Um you know, there was a time where I would have thought that he was done. You know what I mean? Like, and that guy, he's, he finds a way to to uh, stay in in the mix. And, uh, you know, do, do you think that the group is fair in the way that they view him? Or is it just basically they don't have all the facts? Mm, are you talking about Alexandria? Yeah. I, I think that Eugene has proven himself to not just be a coward. He's admitted that on multiple occasions. Mm -hmm. But he's also proven himself to have no moral core. And I don't think, you know, if you don't have a moral core, I don't think you can exist in either Alexandria or with Negan specifically. And so I don't think anybody gets it wrong. The, if anything we as the viewers get Eugene wrong by underestimating how important Eugene is to Eugene. If Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's not just that Eugene is important to, to, to Negan, to the saviors because he can make bullets. I mean, that is his primary role, but nobody's valuing Eugene except maybe Negan in a personal way. I mean, people are very off put by him. That was perfectly illustrated by the sardine and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes him. He is awful. But neither side can necessarily not deal with him, not somehow come to grips with what it is that he has become at this point. And so I don't think that I don't think Alexandria, I don't think Rick's side of the group is is getting him wrong. I think they actually pretty much pegged it at the beginning. But I think that they're misguided in how what kind of strength Eugene has behind himself. Uh, obviously, they underestimated his resourcefulness. I mean, that was a pretty gross and epic way to escape. So, Ugh. Uh, I would have to probably kill him after he did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that guy would have to die. It was it was uniquely awful. I mean, oh. we see a lot of gross stuff on The Walking Dead, but I have to say that one really did make me want to wretch. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that was terrible. But I mean, look, I, hey, I would have done it too to save my life. <laughs> 
So, yeah, he's resourceful. There's no doubt about that. He is so resourceful. Yeah, you know it's funny. I never thought he would be on the show as long as he has been. Like I figured he, you know, I figured he he would eventually be gone by now. But no, his obviously they really love that character, and uh, you know, and he's the actor. Um, uh, his name escapes me for, uh, but he's a, he's a terrific actor as well. So. You know, uh, kudos, kudos to them and kudos to him as well. It, you, you know, it, it sort of brings to mind some of the uh, old feel of The Walking Dead. And, and bear with me here for a second. It, mm-hmm. it, Eugene's character arc sort of makes me think back to the way that it was when we were learning who is who and how will they act now that it is honestly the end of the world. You know, it brings out who you truly are. And although Eugene's arc has been super all over the place and really slow in terms of getting where we can kind of really see who he is, it, it there's still something sort of essential walking dead about discovering that, yeah, this type of person would be one of those people who really might be valuable in our post-apocalyptic future, you know? This is the kind of person who really might survive because they were resourceful, whether they were resourceful because of misdirection and lies or whether they were resourceful because they genuinely had a skill that somebody else wanted. So I I, I kind of, I sort of like it. I mean, as much as I find Eugene repugnant, I kind of like the character arc. Yeah. Uh, and it's very surprising. Uh, Josh McDermott, by the way, uh, plays uh, Eugene on the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he outlasts Abraham, and that's the one that you would have probably thought would have been on there longer. So, yeah. Once no again, kidding. Yeah, kudos. All right, so, um, like I said, there's so much to talk about in this episode. Um, the, the You know, the main thing is, and this is, the okay, one of my favorite characters on The Walking Dead has has become Stephen Ogg, who plays Simon, who played Simon. Oh yeah, the guy just every scene, you just love looking at the guy. You know, like he he just brings so much, you know, to that character and to the show. And when it was pretty apparent last week that he was coming close, coming to his end. You know, I was like very disappointed because <laughs> I, I knew last week that uh, he probably wasn't going to make it long, and uh, you know, I mean, it was cool the way they did it, like the way that uh, it was revealed. But it was like, oh man, I was hoping somehow he wouldn't die, like you know. But uh, you know, man, I hated that. So, but, so I have a question for you. Sure. So. In terms of Simon's character and what ultimately was Simon's downfall, do you think that Negan gave Simon a chance when he said, get on your knees? Okay. And and at that point, it really did. I thought for sure that that was it. You know, he was dead. Mm-hmm. But I really believed, and I really want to know what you think, mm-hmm. that that it was ultimately Simon's decision to that basically it was his last decision that did him in. 
like I actually think that Negan might have given him another chance. Mm. What see, do you think? Uh, I think it, it was possible, but I think Negan, you know, Negan knows how. He knows pretty much that that uh, you have to be very careful in what you uh, choose to the decisions you make because you know they're looking at him right they're looking at him they're looking at uh the decisions he's going to make and then he has to show that you know it's not going to be tolerated you know what I mean? so that's why i was you know i was i was expecting something you know what i mean else to happen you know because it was just evident but i don't know like I think he never, he was always going to kill him. You know, at some some point he was going to kill him because he he had to. He just had to. So I don't know. I think it was always a ruse. I didn't even think, I don't think he was going to give him another shot because remember no. remember with uh uh the uh, garbage pail kids uh that yes. lady yeah <laughs> the you know, garbage pail kids. Yeah, like he promised her that he he was going to make it right. You know, so uh, you know, so he wasn't gonna allow that. You know, so yeah, I, I, I mean, there, there's a part of me that thinks that Simon was that basically he was on the road to being Negan, to being, to being killed mm-hmm. far before this. I mean, I actually thought that Simon might get killed uh, back at uh, the kingdom. When, um, oh, I forgot his name, but when they, uh, they showed up at the kingdom and they were short and he ended up killing somebody. And I, I, I felt kind of like that was sort of the prelude to, yeah, Simon's got to go through this whole thing, but, and I didn't expect for him to go all out mutiny, but I did kind of think yeah, he's starting to veer too far away from what I think Negan's central line is, which is I am Negan, not you are Negan. Like if if we are all Negan, then you cannot be Negan yourself. It it has to be everybody's Negan, right? Like Simon took too much of that into himself, and almost every single episode with Simon in it kept feeling like he was taking more and more power for himself. And I I mean, it culminated with sort of leaving Negan in the middle there, but, but it it just felt like every single episode was sort of leading up to this. Right. I, I was more asking just in terms of whether you think that Negan is losing any of his speed. Uh, speed isn't the right word. If he's losing any of his, uh, power over the saviors or whether this firmly put him back on top again. You know what? I have to say that uh, by choosing to to take out uh, Simon in the way that he did was very strategic and smart. Now, it's only good if you know you're going to win that fight, you know, because it, it could, you know, obviously it would have been disastrous if he hadn't won the fight. But but uh, yeah. the fact that uh, that he you know because there were some people that were on either the fence 
or were looking at him like he couldn't get it done. And this basically got him his swagger back. Now, you know, people are looking at him, okay, yeah, this is the, the guy we signed up for. You know, this is the guy that we believe in. And right. by taking him out by almost in a Black Panther, uh, you know, uh, you know, way, you know, how Black Panther, you can challenge for the throne, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love the speech that uh, Simon gives before he fights him, you know, like he's, he's trying to put everything back together, you know, assuming he's going to win this fight, you know, <laughs> I just love, yeah, let's, he's so good. He's let's a, all get back to work. Right. I just love it. You know, that is, well, uh, it, you know, Simon, Simon, I, I feel like Simon was always about walking sort of a, a, a razor's edge mm-hmm. between what he could and couldn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, metaphorically in my head that means that you're on the fence right Mm -hmm. and at the end of the episode who is on the fence simon Mm -hmm. oh that's so cold i mean he's dead but it just it fits so metaphorically perfect into what they showed it just fit perfect that is simon he lived on the fence he is he, he died on the fence that is so cold too i I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, that's my boy, man. They got him, you know, they have him like that. I was like, oh, but, you know, it is what it is. He he, he shot his shot, and, you know, so uh, now what do you think about uh, the plan that, uh, that Negan set up, you know, that he was going to... Uh, you know what I mean? Um, uh, have Rick and everybody go into a, a trap. Well, d- okay, so so we know now that that was just a ruse, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that actually isn't real. Whatever plan he came up with, which was strategically laid out on the map that, uh, that, um, that was passed on to Alexandria, it, that's fake. So whatever they're preparing for... Is not what Negan's really going to do. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's do we the, actually? That, oh, that's the plan saying, that I was referring to. It was the plan uh, of of uh, doing something fake. See that that either Negan is just a military mastermind and far more. Uh, what's who's a good person to compare him with? Far more like a Hannibal. You know, bringing the elephants over the Alps and the, like that kind of strategic mastermind, or he is so cocky that he believes that any plan that he sets into motion has a good chance of succeeding. I, I don't know which it is. It's hard for me to gauge because clearly, not every decision Negan makes is uh, is. Uh, comes out the way that he thinks it's going to come out. But mm-hmm. in terms of how he views it, I don't know if at this point Negan feels like there's anything left to lose except put all your eggs in one basket and see what happens. I mean, for him to for him to assume that his plan was going to be fa- not, well, not found out shared with Alexandria. That assumes a lot. That assumes that that and it also assumes that he'd be able to get rid of Simon. It also like it just it assumes so much 
that it's hard for me to understand how he could possibly put that into play unless he was really sure of every single psychological motivation of the people around him. And I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm staggered by that character, like really in awe, more almost than Rick. Oh, much more. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I my my famous line about uh, about those things is uh, it worked because the script said so. so there you go so okay so um let's also uh, before you know we we say goodbye because this is going to be a short episode um let's talk about um xander uh berkeley's character uh who oh my god i must be getting old because um sorry gregory um, oh, Gregory. Yeah, yeah. So, I, first of all, I love him as an actor. He's a fantastic actor. I wish he wasn't so weaselly. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It is. But he's great, though. He's like a great weasel, though. Uh, I, I love the fact that he's weaselly. Yeah. It, it, he makes such an excellent foil. He does. And, he's, uh, and he should have been dead a long time ago. So, so um, you know, I mean, he's pretty much gone through his nine lives i mean i just don't see him surviving this ultimately i don't know i i don't know you know does he see the the thing is that he he screws up and makes mistakes and screws up and makes mistakes but he ultimately redeems himself after almost every single one of those in some way he keeps coming back to Hilltop is important. The people are important. Uh, and, you know, in a weird way, Gregory reminds me of a different version of Eugene. Preservation is essential. But in, in some ways, where Eugene really has no regard for anybody else but himself, Gregory still holds on somehow to something bigger than himself. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but... It does seem like he holds on to something. I mean, he's been humiliated. He's been, he's had everything taken away from him. He's gone through several big stories. And he still comes back to giving the plan to, to the Hilltop. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. It's, yeah, I, I, you think that they're going to think that he's, uh, you know, that he, that he was sent there on purpose you know like do you think they're gonna figure it out well that see that's the thing that that feels to be very up in the air right i i i do think that the spirit of rick's character is one that would anticipate Mm -hmm. this being a ruse Mm -hmm. the the ease of which the information got to them um the the relative insignificance in some ways of of what is transpiring i mean the saviors know that hilltop is is suffering because of the last attack right i mean they can't not know that they that they're low on ammunition that they don't have enough probably to repel a full on attack again i i feel like that would sort of betray everything that we already know about the saviors and how they have 
talked about what the resources are like for the Alexandrian Hilltop group. So, so in order to, in order for them to, for Alexandria to, and Hilltop not to see that there's something funky going on is, I, I feel like that would be kind of, uh, not just short sighted, but it, like it would be sort of be out of character. The one thing though, the one thing that sort of gets me is at the end, Michonne, when she reads the letter to Negan, I'm not saying that Negan is affected by it because clearly he's not, but it does sort of give me this feeling like, like Rick really is trying to give Negan a way out Mm -hmm. or that he would try to give Negan a way out. I, I don't know if that figures into his plans, but if it were to figure into his plans, simply taking everybody out would not be what I think Rick would do. I, I, I'm At this point, I'm kind of confused about whether Rick is sort of the Rick that I understand or a Rick that I don't understand. I, like, I, I get really conflicted messages from Rick a lot. As a character, it's really hard for me to do any kind of in-depth character study of Rick because he's just changed so much and so often. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Rick is, uh, you know, Rick is one of those characters where one moment he is Mr. Rogers, the next minute he's, uh, you know, Hannibal Lecter. You know, it's like, dude, you know, what are you? And I guess, it, you know, it changes it's, with it's, the wind. It's hard. Although, although I do think, I feel like this is, an, as, as much as we may not like it from a fictional standpoint, I do feel like this is more true to life to the way that people really would be. The problem with true to life is that it doesn't always make, like I said, good fiction. Sometimes it, it's really confusing for the viewers to start feeling like they don't know who their main protagonist is because he is just changing and going through so many different things. It's hard to figure out who do you, who do you side with, if you will. Are you siding with Michonne? Are you siding with uh, Nick? Or Nick, Rick? Are you siding with uh who just anybody who are you siding with that makes it a little bit tough for me the 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 only person that i'm going to miss out of this out of the last episode i mean simon's still around in some form or another but i'm really going to miss dwight i i I really felt like (laughs) dwight has some he's still got some he's he's got some there's something about what's happening with him that's going to be big i i can almost guarantee that how dare he be upset? I don't think it's going to be good. You know what? <laughs> I got an issue with Dwight. How dare he hold a grudge against uh, Negan for you know sleeping with his wife, making basically his wife his sex slave by burning his face and treating him like a a uh, a, a lap dog? I mean, how dare he has you know hold a grudge over that? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, that's just it's awful yeah you know like... it's, it, it is it, it is hard to tell again whether Dwight is whether Dwight is is as clearly he passed on the plans so he's got some loyalty somewhere but you know ter, you know what you know what the word turncoat means mm. 
so Dwight reminds me of like the perfect turncoat where your where your loyalties of being a double agent are always in question because yeah maybe you're acting like this but <clears throat> is it real is it not real i mean those things actually come to mind with me I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I I question Dwight just as much as I'd question anything else. Not because I don't think that he like. I think he 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 does have a obviously he's got a huge crutch. He's got a huge mm-hmm. burden with this. But I don't. Sometimes his behavior is just so. I don't know. It's it's it again. You know, it's just self preservationist. Unlike Simon, who is not. I don't think Simon was so self-preservationist as much as he was just i'm just gonna do this this is this is my thing yeah i yeah i definitely agree um you know i don't know man like i'm like i'm looking forward to this finale which is next week Uh, i'm looking to see what's happening to dwight um i want to know you know what's going to happen with this all-out war um do you think it, Negan will meet his end? I, that's really hard for me to say because uh, because I know what happens in the comics, right? And mm-hmm. and I there's a part of me that wants what happens in the comics to actually come to fruition. One because it would give Carl's death some meaning, uh, although pale and hollow Mm -hmm. um but two it would also save rick from being the ultimate bad guy if you will the the person who took out you you know the uh in ancient hawaii there's this uh, there's always a story about captain cook and how the natives ate captain cook and the reason that they ate him is because when you eat the flesh and the, the heart specifically of your enemy, you become strong. You become strong with their energy, right? If Rick just kills Negan, then it feels like that would, was, would, was just sort of a, not a waste, but a, an incredibly senseless period of time that passed where nothing morally on either side meant anything. But if Negan survives somehow, and doesn't matter how he survives, I have my own theories about that, but if he survives somehow, then it pulls Rick back over to the character alignment that I feel like we would all be more comfortable with. I hope that that makes some sense. Clearly Negan's never gonna change, but we just talked about how Rick was chameleon-like almost in his in his affect i mean he just keeps going through multiple changes and multiple changes but negan never changes negan is always who negan is so we know that he can't change but but we could they could pull rick into a better character alignment by not having him kill negan despite the fact that he has the opportunity to right just, mm. I, although every threat that we hear out of rick's mouth is i'm gonna kill him I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just, in my head, I keep hearing Carl's letter. And I don't know. I don't know if it's if it will have some pull on Rick or not. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, 
I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, if we have some time, I, I, I think maybe if you like, uh, before we do our terror episode, we can uh, cover the uh, finale of next week. And uh, this was pretty cool. I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm sure, yeah. Or who knows, that night we might be like, you know what, let's go on. Some... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, hey, that, hey, if that happens, that means it was a great episode. So, all right. So uh, how can people get you in social media and all that jazz? Social media, they can find me at Following Bliss pretty much everywhere. All right. And um, uh, they can get me at Kente F in the website. It's IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. We'll see you next time.